0: Hey, Denver, it's Bree. Before we get started today, I have some exciting news. Our friends at the Paramount Theater gave us two tickets for you to see Radio Lab founder and longtime host, Jad Abumrad. Want to win these great seats? All you have to do is write a really nice review of CityCast Denver wherever you listen to podcasts and rate us five stars. Then take a screenshot of your review and send it to us at denver at citycast.fm by April 1st. We'll pick a winner and get you your tickets to podcast heaven. Today on CityCast Denver, a beautiful story about putting humans in homes. Because you don't need to hear the numbers about our overheated housing market. I talk about it all the time. So instead, I want to introduce you to two people forging a different path. One, a 29-year-old IT professional who somehow found a way into a new home in Aurora.
1: I almost did not go. You know, it's one of those long days. Where it's like, oh my gosh! All right, well, do I really feel like going out and drinking tonight? And I stayed six hours. Three, okay.
0: And the other, a VP who works for a local nonprofit, who helped make that purchase possible.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think I am ready. <laughs>
0: Today is Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Justin Murchison, welcome to CityCast Denver.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: First of all, congratulations on buying a house. That's huge.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, seriously.
0: Tell me about your house. I mean, I I know I, when I bought a house, I wanted everybody to know all the little details about what it looks like and.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so it is a twenty eight hundred square foot in unit townhome. I have four bedrooms total now. Um, three and a half baths. I have a finished basement. Um, and so me and my two roommates rented this about a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, I think we moved in September twenty twenty. And we loved it so much because we get to have our own space. And, you know, so one of my rooms, I have my bedroom. And then the other one adjacent to it, um, I've made like a little den in which I have all my snowboards hanging up, all my, you know, the flags of where I'm from in Virginia, you know, plants. um, Plenty and um, plenty of plenty of just open space and lighting. As you can see, I have no lights on right now. Um, this is all just...
0: Colorado sunshine.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I just capitalize on that so much, you know, based on where the windows face, you know. um, So, you know, it, it's this this bright the whole day.
0: It sounds like a lovely space.
1: It's 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 a dream come true. You know, I don't have any complaints. And, you know, everybody says it, you know, it's like when everybody has a baby. like Oh, I have the most beautiful baby in a row. I mean, yeah, okay. You know, love that for you. <laughs> I really do have, <laughs> I really do feel like I have a, just, I'm cozy, man. Yeah. I'm cozy. So...
0: Before you even started seriously considering buying this home, was was that even on your radar as a possibility?
1: Absolutely not. I, I mean, I didn't start seriously considering buying this home until it was right in front of my face. You know, I couldn't have planned this any better. You know, I I, I, I tell people all the time, the Denver metro area housing market is just so astronomically high. You know, let's talk about the average price being what, $600,000 for a single family home?
0: Yep, close to. And that's kind of where my question came from was just like, I understand the daunting nature of this. So being able to do it in this moment was like, how did you come to that?
1: Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) It's so funny. Uh, Every move I made, you know... um, Just fell into place into just one big collectible sum. What do I mean by that, right? So, in the beginning of the year, I'm having these monthly calls with me and two of my friends. We just call them financial strategy meetings. And mind you, I have no plans on buying a house. You know, it's just, all right, well, you know, I want to get my credit cards down. I want to, you know, get a savings account, a high interest savings account, buy some more stocks, read some books. I didn't have the liquid capital. To even thinking about making a down payment on a six hundred thousand dollar house, right? You know, it doesn't make any sense. Um, let alone any. I mean, honestly, like as i millenn- am I'm gonna be honest as I can be. You know, as a millennial, I'm 29, um, and so you get out of college and your budget that you think is going to be for your first home caps at about two fifty. You know, like all right, if I can save like just ten thousand dollars up, you know, I can just kind of maybe have enough to get a nice little piece of town home somewhere. Blah blah blah. blah. You know, I never planned on it.
0: Well. Justin, I'd love to hear more about that from you. Like, I don't know. Give me some details.
1: Shit, Brie, well, I'll tell you the truth, truth. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk. Let's just have a conversation. <laughs> um, 2019, uh, April 2019 to end of July 2019, I'm living on couches. You know, I have a great job. But, you know, I came out here and like a common millennial ran up my credit cards. And now my debt's matching my income and I can't afford my own rent. We're talking about me being close to $40,000 in credit card debt. And, oh God, you know, um, I'm a 26-year-old I'm a man at the time, you know, uh, turning 27 and I'm I'm broke. But mind you, I'm working IT East Coast time. So I'm up at 6.30 every morning. Um, I'm going off my computer. I'm going to, <laughs> man, I hope I don't get in trouble for, I've never really, you know, said this to the public, but I'm, a, I'm going to a print shop. And working, uh, as, you know, pre-treating screen print shirts for extra, you know, $100 a week. Um, I'm working as a, a club promoter. But, so I, I get there by noon. And if it's a club night in which they have things going, I don't, leave, I don't get home till 4. And I'm, and I'm up at 6 just to kind of get by, you know, just to pay the bills. And, you know, you're talking about me talking to my mentor. You know, me and him are having conversations in 2020 about me filing bankruptcy. You know, um, and this is all facts. Like these, this is the because we. Were, I was in Lone Tree, and there's this nice restaurant across the street from Cabela's in Lone Tree, and that I would meet him there. And you know, of course, he treat and 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 you know, lift my spirits some. But I'm, you know, I'm just trying to get by. I was two three years away from this in my mind. You know, my first home was going to be probably at 33, somewhere else, not Denver. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah. I All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.
0: Okay, let's talk about how that changed. Can you take me back to last year? Like, how did you make this happen? How did you go from considering bankruptcy to buying a beautiful home here?
1: In August, it came time for us to renew our lease. And so one of my roommates had a job offer um, at a different state that he was considering. I didn't know how long I was going to stay here. Um, and so we, we went into the meeting um, with the intention to just establish a month-to-month plan you know, uh, with our landlord and, and the realtor that was over top of it. And she says, because she loves us, if, the, if this group doesn't want to live there anymore, then we might just end up putting the house up for sale.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh, I'm interested. Tell me more. Don't know how I'm going to fund it. I just want to know about it. Now I just want to know. So we talk about the pricing. of like, All right, you know, well, that's cool. Just give me more information. This is August. And then like three weeks later, you know, I have mentors here that just, uh, they're game changers, man. I tell you that right now. Um, and one of them was buying another home. They're real estate tycoons. One of them was uh, leaving his his house right at the moment. He just sold it and he was going into a larger one. You know, he wanted to actually kind of start his family and so forth. So he was having like a going away party. And you know, he's moving 10 minutes away maybe, but you know, all right. <laughs> just a reason to have a
0: party. You know, yeah.
1: Why not? And they're, they're making margaritas and stuff. And then my other mentor walks in and he just says, yo, hey. First Bank's giving away money it's towards down payment. Check it out. I said, all right. We had a couple of drinks. I'm just like, okay. You know, he's not a liar or anything, but I'm just like, yeah, we're drunk. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Monday comes around and he shoots this email to me. And I apologize for the TED Talk. I, I enjoy the details of the story. <laughs> Monday comes around, he shoots the email. And it's him and my loan officer, or my future loan officer-to-be, um, Alexis from First Bank. And we get on the phone around three, similar to this right now. And she tells me that the deer feel fine.
2: Uh, The Deerfield Fund is a down payment assistance program for Black and African-American households and families looking to buy a home in the Denver metro area. There's a couple of other things that I can go into the detail, uh, but the underlying idea of the fund is to catalyze Black home ownership in the metro area, uh, acknowledging that uh, owning a home is the most viable path towards building intergenerational wealth in the United States. My name is Santos Rambos. I am the uh, Vice President of Impact Investments at Gary Community Ventures.
0: Gary Community Ventures may sound like just another charity or foundation, but they've got their own interesting story to tell. It was founded in 2011 by Sam Gary, who made his money in the oil business, but sold in 2010 to focus on giving back. And he and his wife Nancy have since built an organization that's behind a lot of the most innovative philanthropic ideas of the past 10 years – like the community land trust that's helping people in Elaria, Swansea buy a stake in their community. And this new Deerfield Fund, which just launched earlier this year and is a result of the foundation's new focus on closing the racial wealth gap.
2: So when we started working on the question of wealth, uh, we realized that for folks who have less than $100,000 of wealth in the United States, about 65 to 70 percent of that comes from a primary residence. So the racial wealth gap is really a racial home ownership gap which is why we kind of zeroed in on home ownership as an opportunity to address the racial wealth gap.
0: And here in Colorado, the racial home ownership gap is huge. The Colorado Sun reported recently that black families are 62% less likely to own a home compared to white families.
2: Off the gate, black families are denied of an opportunity that a lot of white families take for granted in terms of building wealth through home ownership. And so what our program enables people to do is to take advantage of this down payment assistance and go buy a home. And ideally, let's say uh, the median family in our uh, program, the median uh, home that they buy is about $330,000. Our hope is over a period of seven to 10 years, that home is gonna be worth about $570,000. This is based on historical home values in metro area over a period of 30 years. But even with the most conservative assumptions, Most people don't really lose money on buying a home, and especially in the metro area. So our hope is through that equity that they have built in the home, even after they pay back the mortgage, and even after they pay back the principal on the Deerfield Fund, the family walks away with $150,000 to $200,000. Now that is the net worth difference between a black and a white family. So there is a meaningful way in our own lifetimes to help bridge this gap by simply helping a family buy a home. You know, there's no other city in the United States right now where you, as a black homebuyer, aspiring homebuyer, can go and get $40,000 of down payment assistance, and when paired with some other down payment assistance programs available, you can get up to $50,000. Now that's an unprecedented amount of money that recognizes the fact that we need to come up with radical solutions. So I think Denver is kind of the pioneer here, and our hope is like this is going to be, you know, replicated across other cities in the U.S.
1: It also is a testimony to manifestation and speaking things to the universe, even if you don't have a clear way of getting to it. Say what you want out loud. Declare it. Speak it out. Because once you do that and you start, you know, verbally, you know, um, declaring the things that you want out of this world, the world moves for you. And I closed it in November. And that's my... (laughs) da-da-da <laughs> story. But yeah, you know, it's beautiful, seriously.
0: So you've, you've bought a home now in Colorado. How has that shaped or changed your plans for the future?
1: Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> what a mind shift. You know what I mean? Like you look at things from the from a net worth and wealth perspective now and it's now become generational. So it's like, all right, well, now what? Now what? You know, I have this now. How do I make it worth something? And, you know, and it starts with me now having something to my name that I can kind of keep in the family. I can, if my nieces and nephews want to come out here to Colorado, I have, I have opportunity for them now. I'm a resource now. Like, it, it, you know, we, we don't talk, everybody has family. Everybody has cousins and nieces and nephews, uncles and stuff, you know, but, you know, as a millennial, bring it, it's always been me leaning on them. I've never been in a position where somebody can lean on me if they need to. I released a book, um, I wrote a book at the, uh, earlier this winter and I released it February and all my mom and my sisters and everybody came and I had these two long eight-foot tables set up in my living room, spacious, and we, you know, we ate and it was just such a good meal. And I remember my mom stood up, you know, as, you know, because we're saying grace and we're just kind of like speaking about how grateful we are and stuff and she starts crying. And I mean, that moment, it just... You know, and my nieces are here, my nephew is here, my two sisters are here. You know, we have never been all under on, on the same roof in Denver before. You know, everybody's here at the same time. And it's my nephew's first time. You know, so he's, he's seeing his older uncle. And it, for him to be able to experience that amongst all my friends, amongst, you know, uh, such fellowship, that was a moment for me. You know, I, I teared up because, you know, I, I, I could feel her joy for me. I could feel. I've never said it like this, but I felt in that moment I could finally look her in the eye and just say, job well done. Because everything you instilled in me, I've now put into practice. And it was emotional.
0: She I mean, I think she was seeing that and, and you got to host that in your home.
1: It was it was a special moment, seriously.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I think that it helps for us to talk about what home means beyond.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: The fact that you get to create this space.
1: Absolutely. It was a great day, man. We got nice and happy off of champagne.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Justin, thank you so
1: much. You're welcome.
0: This has been great. I think this is a great, it's a nice, hap- it's nice to hear a happy story amongst this struggle for housing. We don't hear those very often.
2: The only thing I would add is I'm a big fan. So, I mean, before even I. Got this opportunity. I'm always an avid listener. So I just want to thank you all for all the diverse views you guys bring and just uh, the snippets of podcasts that I love to listen. So thank you so much.
0: And here's what else is happening in Denver today. A federal civil rights trial began this week involving the Denver Police Department's use of force in a series of 2020 protests against police brutality. Denverite reports that a dozen plaintiffs allege that DPD used, quote, "...overwhelming and unconstitutional force during demonstrations following the death of George Floyd." We'll have more on this trial as the story develops. And in news from Broncos country, Green Bay Packers QB Aaron Rodgers will not be coming to the Mile High City. Which is probably disappointing to some Broncos fans, but even more disappointing to everyone cheering for Rogers' relationship with the celebrity actress and sometime Colorado resident, Shailene Woodley. They've been on again, off again, and Rogers was spotted with Woodley earlier this week, according to E News. But it looks like they're done for good, because Rogers just signed another contract to keep him in frigid Green Bay for another four years. And we really thought Woodley calling Boulder home would be enough to lure the quarterback to Colorado. We were so wrong. But the Broncos did trade for former Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, which means his wife, pop star and RB singing sensation Ciara, might also be a Denverite soon. And that's the kind of football news I want to hear. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our Morning Newsletter, where today our producer, Lizzie Goldsmith, shares her latest live theater recommendation. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. I <laughs> think basketball has like super emo guys like Kyrie Irving and like drama, super drama dudes. Like, it's like the thing about sports I love. That gets like so much coverage. Okay.